Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration, full of despair, from years of hurt, disappointment and relegation, two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Welcome to the final MLS UK show of the season. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Uh, You know it's the final episode because we literally just hit record and started without any discussion of... Are you ready? Are you ready? Just straight in. Let's go. It's almost like we're ready to get out of here and get done for Christmas. It is, but we have actually got a little announcement to make uh, later on in the show about uh, what we're going to be doing mid-break, mid-season, mm. mid-break, over the winter, anyway. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, it's always this, it's like the last day of school, isn't it? You know, we, we do MLS Cup, we do our MLS Cup preview, then we come here, we do an episode, a season review episode. But with it with it being a bit earlier this year, last year we had uh, Santa Hats, we had... We had all sorts, but we're not really in the Christmas spirit yet. They're still up in the loft with all the like the Christmas stuff, the Christmas tree. It's not, it's not here yet. No. Um, we went to very different schools in very different parts of the country. Last day of term, I was watching Shrek, Shrek Two, mm. with the karaoke at the end on the DVD, uh, and playing a bit of uh, PS3, PS2, PS3. We joy riding cars. No, we were watching uh, Shrek, but it was on a uh, a copied DVD. Yeah. So uh, yeah, not legit. I think it was out of the cinema when I, because I yeah I finished school a year before you. So yeah, it was actually out of the cinema, but we were watching it in school. Um, and I was we, stealing cars on Grand Theft Auto. Henry was just stealing <laughs> cars. <laughs> not quite that bad, but uh, put it this way: we I don't think many people lasted the day. I think we just. Uh, Went in for registration and just thought, well, what, what am I still here for? I'll just go on. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it is uh, none of that happening today. No stealing cars or no watching Shrek. Uh, we are here to talk MLS after what people are calling the greatest MLS Cup final ever. And you can't disagree with them, can you? I can't and you can't. No. Because we haven't been there since 96. Um, but certainly since we've been watching MLS, that is without question, without doubt, the greatest MLS Cup final. Yeah, because like 
there's not really been a bad one of what I remember. Even you think back to last season, he went to penalties, last minute goal, full of drama. Mm. The year before that was the, when Columbus beat Seattle. And okay, it was weird, not many fans there, but still a, a good game with lots of goals. Seattle beating Toronto. In in that one, yeah. in my mind, when you say pe- MLS Cup final penalties, I'm Roman Torres with the gloves on in taking the... Now I think they might have been replaced. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, there's, there's it's actually to say that obviously there's a lot of talk about promotion and relegation stuff. We've been through it, but to say that um, you know some people and I listen to podcasts of people who talk about MLS and go, I don't get the playoff system and all of that. Every year, MLS Cup is an event and it's a great game, and they just prove over and over again that it's the right thing. But as we discussed last week on Stoppage Time on our MLS Cup preview episode. Let's just leave playoffs as they are. You don't need to add more teams or anything like that, MLS. It's going well. Just leave it as it is. Greatest, most entertaining league in the world. Yeah. Um, and this is from two guys who live in the same country as the Premier League. So And the Championship. And the Championship. So that says everything. Uh, right, we're going to talk about MLS Cup in more detail. We're going to talk about... Uh, well, we're going to do a season review, aren't we? We're going to mm. try and cover every team from this season. Uh, we've got a game and we've got a special tribute to one of our favourite commentators on the way. Uh, but first, I guess we'd better do the, the last for this season, the last for 2022, the game with a changing name. Maybe it's the last ever game with a changing name. Who knows? We have been doing it for five years now. Mm. Anyway... This person is an MLS Cup winner. Right, okay. Because I thought that was a good place to start. Uh, and they started their career at Arsenal. Hmm. They also, uh, this is their youth career, they also played for Fulham in their youth career uh, and made one senior appearance for Fulham before moving to Colchester United. Well, uh, I've got to say, if you ask me to name any player that's played one game for Fulham, and then gone on to Colchester. Ask me to name a Colchester United player. Hey, Henry. Yeah? Name a Colchester United player. Don't know. Okay. Uh, well, how about this? Enfield. 44 appearances for Enfield before a move to Wickham Wanderers. Still don't know. Welling United. Barnet. No. Nope. Aylesbury United. And this guy's gone on to win MLS Cup. And he's won MLS Cup. Not a clue. You're going to have to give me something else. This is the big clue. They're the only clubs he played for. Okay, interesting. So I'm saying he may be in a coaching role. You want MLS Cup? They're the only clubs he played for. Okay. If you think you know, get in touch at MLS UK Show, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on TikTok as well. I don't suppose you can get in touch on that. It'll look a bit weird if you just comment on one of our videos with a random, <laughs> random name, but feel free to do it. Uh, our email is hello at mls.show. Let us know where you're up to in the podcast when you figure it out. If it was a coach, throw a name at me. Uh, every, every coach I'm thinking of now uh, hasn't won MLS Cup. Like Gary Smith, never won it. Uh, Nick Cushing, never won it. Adrian Heath, never won it. So, And Adrian Heath had a better for playing career than that. So I'm going to have to have a think. If you know, you're watching with a really broad smile after what he just said. Uh, okay, word from our sponsors? Let's do it. Word from our sponsors. The MLS UK Show. Welcome back. It's word from our sponsors time. Uh, And I would like to point you gently into the direction of Soccer 90. They have got not just all of your World Cup jerseys ready and waiting for the big day, but also an end of season MLS sale, Henry. They have, yeah, up to 50% off on certain items across their MLS range and 
Uh, I've actually on the website here, Soccer90.com. If you type in at the checkout, MLS UK, you get 20% off as well. And just looking at some of the teams, especially the international ones here, um, you're pretty much covered in pretty much all areas. USA and Canada, yes. England, yes. Portugal, yes. Croatia, France, Belgium, Brazil, Argentina, all the big names. You can get your jerseys on Soccer90.com. Yeah, maybe you just want to show your support in the Messi-Ronaldo debate. Get yourself an Argentina shirt or a Portugal shirt. Uh, head to the website and don't forget, we have got that MLS UK show discount. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So let's have a look what happened this weekend in MLS. And there was only one game, so there's only one place to start. I watched every game this week. Yeah, me too. Me too, actually. Yeah, every minute of every game that played this day. I actually missed the start. I can't say. Genuinely, I missed two minutes of the game yeah. uh, because I needed a wee. Yeah. And it was when uh, Kapow got his uh, injury. Brilliant. So uh, I, I, I came back. I said to Poppy, I went, right, let me know if anything happens. She went, okay, on the phone. Go upstairs, come back down. There's a guy on the floor. <laughs> no, she, I said, what's happened to him? She went, oh, headbutt. I went, really? And she went, yeah. I went, you didn't watch it, did you? She went, no, headbutt. And then uh, obviously I went on Twitter and it went, I think he's broken his I think he's broken his leg. And I was like, what, somebody headbutted his leg? She went, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see it. So I thought, great. Well, I'm never going to ask her to do that again. That's why she sticks to the kit reviews. Can I have one? <laughs> yeah, she definitely didn't say that after seeing uh, the tackle with Kapow. But um, what a game, as we've said, best MLS Cup ever. And we were looking forward to this because it was the two best teams. I believe mm. there's no arguments about it. These two have been the two best teams across 2022 in MLS. And, you know, it didn't disappoint. We were, I don't know about you, I was a little bit worried with Philadelphia's defensive record and, uh, you know, uh, whether it would be a, a nil-nil or a very tight game. Well, no, it wasn't in the end. Well, second half wasn't anyway. I think whether you're trying to play against LAFC or Philly, I think it's really hard to sit back because I think mm. they'll still pick you off. You know, they can commit men forward, they can get men wide. Um, that shape that Philly use as well is they they've got a way of dragging you around the pitch and 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 making sure that actually you can't just you can't just sit in a low block. So I, I think it was really good that we got to see the two best teams. And I don't think either could have sat back against the other, um, which is why we got the game that we got. It was fantastic. It was, yeah. And uh, you've got to feel for, uh, obviously, Kapal, that goes without saying, but our friend of the show, we were getting very excited, Jack Elliott. Apparently, when it was 3-2, just before Bale scored, they had announced to the press that they were giving MVP to Jack Elliott and they were getting ready for the presentation. Bale scores. Obviously, what happened in the penalties happened and poor Jack was left with nothing. But we're still proud of you, Jack. Friend of the show. Still proud of you. Yeah, um, furiously tweeting that he was our friend throughout the whole of that as we watched on. So proud. Um, Gareth Southgate watching at all, do you reckon? Yeah, better I mean, than Maguire. Yeah, definitely. I, I said last week that I watched United. Better than v. Dyer. Yeah. And anyone else? <laughs> but literally our best defender, Jack Elliott. Um, Get him on the plane. But I, I said to now watch United v West Ham, and I, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon, and this is not MLS related, but Harry Maguire is rubbish. <laughs> and he's our best defender, apparently. So uh, if you're a fan of the UN's men's national team, or Wales, then uh, yeah, make of that what you will. Um, but back to MLS Cup. Um, you know, he started off with the first half. I've got to say my, um, my MVP would have been 
Jose Martinez because he had a very he was very influential in both goals yeah. to make it one one. Uh, obviously, giving the ball away, it led to the free kick for uh, Kelvin Acosta who got the goal. I, the first half for me, I watched it and I thought. I, I don't see how Philly are getting back in this game. It reminded me of the Austin, LA Austin game, yeah. you know, where it was all LA. So I was a bit worried. But then they got a stroke of luck, didn't they, to make it 1 1. Martinez's shot, which just fell to Gazdag and he put it away well. Yeah, and I think you're right. It, there was always a danger that once LAFC got ahead, they were they were maybe going to um, start turning on the style one, two, three, four. Um, but Philly, they did what they needed to do. They just get, they just dug in and they kept themselves in the game. And that's all you need to do at that point because they've got the talent in that roster to to turn things around. You can't go. You can't give it 100% for 90 minutes or, of course, even even longer, 120, 128 minutes. Um, so there was always going to be that opportunity. It was just about not conceding. You, you get yourself 2-0 down, then you're in a mess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, fair play to Philly and the way they went about it. I was re- I was really pleased for them when they made a game of it and it made for such a spectacle as well. Yeah, I kind of went through different stages of wanting who I wanted to win. You know, I'm a neutral. Yeah, I had no, I genuinely yeah. had no preference. And it's really weird. Yeah, because we just wanted a good game. That yeah. was it. And, uh, you know, my, I was talking to my dad on Saturday. I said, you're going to watch? He said, yeah. Well, and he likes Philly because mm. he likes the bridge behind yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the stadium. And he said, oh, do you think Philly will win? I said, it's, I think LA will probably win, but it's tough to call. But uh, yeah, I was I was on the fence, and then it started off when LA scored. I thought, oh no, this is nice, full stadium. And then when Philly got into it, I found myself going, "Come on, come on, Philly!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when he made it three two, but yeah, it uh, it ended up with LAFC getting the win in the end. But um, the equaliser by Gareth Bale, we, we you know we were discussing whether he'd actually play any part of it. Last week he did. He came on and it was written in the stars that he'd get a big goal. You will have heard this. Um, I really enjoyed the bit of commentary on Sky, uh, Sky over here, where they went, I hope he actually cares about this. <laughs> he came on and they just went, I hope this means something to him. I hope he sort of, he, I hope he remotely cares. Um, and I kind of get their point, but that I think that I think is is the problem we've got here is there's still not that level of respect here in the UK. Mm. You know, even though Gareth Bale's gone there and even though Wayne Rooney is a coach there, we're going, he's won the Champions League. I hope he cares. Of course he cares. Yeah, well, funnily enough, uh, I didn't actually, I watched it on a, I got a stream for Fox, which, sorry for Phil Blacker, I know he, he listens uh, and I'm sure his commentary were very good, but I had, uh, as a Bolton fan, I had to listen to Stu Holden on Fox. Uh, but... Funnily enough, they didn't they didn't mention him too much, Bale, mm. which is is funny really because over here we look at Gareth Bale, Champions League winner, Galactico, Galactico. Uh, does he care? Over there, it was it just didn't seem like yeah they talked about him when he was on the and the camera panned to him a few times on the bench, but they didn't really speak about him that much, which I think I think that's a credit to LAFC really and how they've played this season, but. I don't know, seeing Bale with his celebration, seeing him on FaceTime to Kripal, yeah. he cares. Of course yeah. he does. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and then after that Bale equaliser, talk me through what you were thinking. I And I thought this when the, the uh, McCarthy came on. I thought, this is written for him to be... Yeah, I said it to Bri. We were, we were, full disclosure, we were watching it in bed. And uh, I, I said, it's just written in the stars, this. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, it just, um, and and even when you look and Gazdag slipped and stuff, it was just yeah. going, uh, it was going LAFC's way. Feel and... for Gazdag, he's had an incredible year. 
He has, yeah, and, and uh, it's it's a shame, really, for... Like, you think last year in the MLS Cup and it went down to the last penalty. Mm. This year, obviously, you know, yeah. when, it was, when it got to 2-0, you knew who was going to win. So it was a bit of a shame, really. It was a bit of an anti-climate. I feel even in the crowd, LAFC's fans... I think most of them, it looked like, didn't know they'd won. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit weird. But, yeah, I, I mean, the goalkeeper, he's he conceded a goal, remember, but still, you know, saved the penalties. And that's what Eddie did say. He's a bit of a penalty uh, penalty king. So it's, you know, that is that bit of, I know maybe Krapow's not looking at it. He's missing the World Cup now. Yeah. He might not be looking at it as a bit of luck. But I guess in that position, that's what you need. That Just that little bit of luck to make a name for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you will have seen as well, MLS had somebody filming from behind the LAFC team as they were stood on the halfway line and they all ran towards the fans. And that's just, that's that's the moment, isn't it? Mm. That is the, you know, if you're going to win it, win it on penalties because it's just, it, it's some, there's something special about it. Horrible way to lose. It is, yeah, but, um, you know, I, I did like the celebrations for NYCFC last season at Portland, but there is something when the home team wins, you know, and it's a, a, a packed stadium. Uh, Justin Bieber was there as well yeah. with his wife. Uh, was he there at the end, though? I saw him at the start and then nowhere to be seen after about yeah, 20 minutes. I think I saw a video of him. He picked her up at one point celebrating, but that could have been at any goal. Mm. It could have been right at the end, so I'm not sure. Could have been Gazdags. <laughs> he could he didn't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was nice to see Biebs there. A few other celebrities as well. Rock, uh, Rob McElhenney, of course, Wrexham's owner. He was there supporting uh, Philadelphia. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good event. And it's, it was an event that, you know, at Cali, LAFC, it's glitz, it's glamour. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's if the MLS Cup goes back to LA Galaxy at some point as well, it's exactly the same. And uh, I guess this is what... You want for MLS part of it is that you've you know not only are they being talked about on the back pages in the sports bit, also in the celebrity bit. You know Justin Bieber at MLS Cup and stuff like that. it helps the profile, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of helping the profile, we've we touched on it on our extra time episode. Apple, Apple X MLS. Um, obviously, they've got the the broadcasting rights for ten years. And you mentioned something which I found interesting in the last episode. You said apparently they're having teething problems. It's gonna, they're a bit behind schedule, quite a way behind schedule. Um, and I won't be the only one. I want to know if this has happened to you as well. I got an email about it after MLS Cup. I got an email from MLS and Apple saying this is happening. This is how you do it. Sign up here for info. Right. right. So I thought. Okay, cool. It'll be good because then I'll have all the info for the, you know, when we do our first podcast, you know, we're going to need to tell everyone how they do it and set it up. Um, pressed sign up, obviously opens the field to put your email in. Didn't work. Brilliant. <laughs> Does, even that doesn't work currently. Um, so if you had the same problem, uh, let me know. The chances of it just being my phone really, like really slim when you've said that they're already having problems. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully it's all going to work fine. It should do. It'll be fine. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. As we said, there'll be a few teething issues. We will be talking about it starting next year that, uh, oh, this hasn't worked and this didn't do that. But no, I think uh, it's going to be great for the great for MLS and lots to look forward to. But on this episode of the MLS UK show, we're actually looking back as well as looking forward a little bit. And we're going to have a look at every team, do a bit of a season review for 2022. So I, I guess I tell you what, let's round off the uh, the LAFC in Philadelphia. We've talked about the big match, but let's talk about their season as a whole. LAFC, Supporters Shield, MLS Cup, they've broken the curse. Perfect season, right? 
Yeah, but it just feels so harsh on Philly. They literally got the same amount of points. You know, it does in my in little bits, uh, my notes on Philly. I have said that. I've said it's the best day of a season. What more could they have done? Literally scored a, a few penalties in the shootout. Yeah. That's literally more than what they could have done. And even with Supporters Shield, they had that random heavy loss right yeah. towards the end of the season. You just think, oh, so close. Yeah, they were. Um, you know, they've had some great results in the season. The home farm is terrific. And... Yeah, it's like, well, it's like Liverpool in the Premier League with Man City. It's like, well, how do you improve on that? You know, when they, they're getting 98 points and still not winning. It's like Philly. How do you improve on it? Mm. So I think for Philly now, it's to be consistent next year. to show that, And it's two years in a row have done well now. So they've got to do it again for a third year and hope you've got no one who uh, does as good as uh, LAFC did for them. I think if I had to say something, I think, you know, last season when we looked at uh, the Revs, yeah. And they just always found a way to win. Yeah. I think when you look at Philly and you think oh, they tied like 10 games, mm. one of those ties where scoring one more goal would have brought them, uh, you know, the supporter shield. And I just think that's massive. That, you know, LAFC lost a lot of games in comparison to Philly and Philly just needed to win one more that yeah. they, and they tied so many. Yeah, well, they needed to draw one more as well. well yeah, uh, yeah. I, you've got to feel for Philly. You know, Gazdag, a terrific season as well, 22. Akaranza uh, got 14. You know, you think they, they had a few players that mm. scored a lot of goals. Um, Centre-backs just rifle them in from everywhere. Yeah, Jack Elliott scores headers. and uh, Glesnes just rockets them. Yeah, amazing, amazing Philly. So I feel sorry for him, but he's going to be interesting next year. We said going into this year, there's more pressure on him. Uh, mm. There's even more pressure on him next year. There is, but, uh, you know, they they keep it together. That's what they do well. They keep the roster together. They keep the coaching staff together. There's no big chopping and changing. Um, so you, you automatically back them. Mm. Uh, let's go down the east there. Montreal finished second. I mean, excellent season. For Montreal and what we expected of them, they couldn't have really done much more. I know they, they let themselves down against NYCFC, but uh, overall, yeah, I think they, they, they've had a tremendous, a, a tremendous season. The only thing for them now is don't do a Colorado. Stay there. Stay in the top two. Stay in the top three next season. Yeah, and unexpectedly, you'd, I think you'd have to say, um, not, not you know in the second half of the season because obviously their form was there, but at the start, didn't expect it at all. Um, and do you know what? I, I really hope that they can do it again because I think they can improve. I like what they're doing. You can see the plan. I'm a big fan of that. You know, I'm a big fan of seeing what they're trying to do. Don't mind losing games if you can see the plan and where they're trying to get to. Yeah, and uh, we said throughout the season, oh, Montreal doing well, but they'll probably drop off. They never dropped off. Kyoto got 15 goals and uh, that's what you need. You need those players to step forward. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, I'm just looking at looking a couple of points behind two teams that we've just been raving about, you know, saying how fantastic they've been. And I feel like you, you almost feel harsh on Montreal going, yeah, well, you know, maybe next year. That's a fantastic season. It is. Um, we're hopefully going to do a video where we grade each team's uh, performance for TikTok at MLS UK Show, if you're on TikTok. Just a quick one on it and not giving anything away. Would you... Grade Montreal the same as Philly because of the expectations or even higher. You said just a quick one. That's quite hard. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I would. I think I would. Uh, well, stay tuned for that. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok to see what we uh, what we eventually give them. Uh, NYCFC, a, a difficult season for NYCFC, and that's probably why I would eventually give them quite a high grade because they got to the conference final again, which, remember, not many teams do after winning MLS mm. Cup. They've lost their head coach. They lost the top goal scorer, yet they still got quite far in the end. Yeah, and and it's you, you almost want to... You always want to say, well, show me what you could have done if that didn't happen mm. without that disruption, because that is big. That's, that's as big as it's really going to get. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, on the field issues, you know, losing key personnel uh, on and off it. And I actually think it is an impressive, you know, we'll come on to the West, but we say how fantastic Austin have been. Well, NYCFC literally just behind them. What is it like a point point behind? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think you have to hand it to them. Yeah, one Campiana's Cup as well. Um, a lot for Nick Cushing to build on. Um, the, the thing for me that I saw with NYCFC, Cassianos ended the top goal scorer. He missed half a season because he left. I think that's you're looking for someone to step forward. Pereira got eight goals. Magno got a few as well. You're looking for one of those just to step forward next year and be that person who's going to get like 15, 20 goals. Yeah, uh, it's... It- it's ultimately that Castellanos replacement, isn't it? Finding someone who, you know, I know he struggled at times, but he his return on investment was incredible. So it's the same, you're looking for someone who's going to launch you up to that next level. We talked about how there seems to be different tiers now. Mm. Uh, almost like in the Premier League where you've got the real, really elite sides, you know, your Montreals, your Phillies, your LAFCs. NYCFC just fell short of that. So they're, they're a couple of faces off making it, making it up there for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, if they can build on it and seeing a full season without any distractions, without yeah. any uh, anyone leaving can do for them. Um, Red Bulls, on the other hand, they were consistent, weren't mm. they, in the, in the season. Finished below NYCFC in the end. But that playoff exit, that that's going to really hurt them. I just think of the season in general, thinking about what we've just said about NYCFC, if they're your bitter rivals and they've had that disturbance, mm. the coach, the you know your star attacking player... And they just fell short of them still. I, I think that hurts. Yeah. I know a few of the, the supporters uh, were having a bit of a go, uh, you know, at, at Struber after that Cincinnati game. And I think it's just disappointment at, at Red Bulls because it's, it's again, this constant missing out. You know, they got supporters shield that year and then didn't, didn't win yeah. MLS Cup. And it's just that continuous of the, yeah, they're making playoffs every year, but they want to go a step further. Seattle sacrificed the playoffs this year for winning some silverware. Yeah, yeah. If you ask Red Bulls fans, I mean, they may get in touch and say, no, you're talking rubbish. But I think most of them will probably go, yeah, actually, we would like some silverware now. So uh, we'll have to see next season. But Lewis Morgan, 14 goals, great signing and someone who, he's settled in the league, isn't he? Yeah, I was, I was really excited. I was in here, I remember, first couple of weeks of MLS. I was in here at night, I was watching Red Bulls on Sky and Lewis Morgan was firing on all cylinders and I just thought, this is going to be big. Yeah. It just never really happened. No. Uh, right, going down the league, Cincinnati. What a season for Cincinnati compared to other seasons. But I guess when you've got the front three like they do, any team is going to get in the playoffs and do well with that front three. All I need to say about Cincinnati in this review, when I was 15, I played for my local football team. And one year I was made captain. And that year I walked on the pitch and I was confident. I was like a whole new player. I was boss in the midfield. I was scoring goals. And I won most improved player. Wow. And Cincy... Most improved by a mile. You know what? When I was 15 and playing for Berry Amateurs, um, 
I got most improved player as well. I scored 25 that season. How bad were you before? Uh, I think, well, we did a Philadelphia. We lost in a playoff, you know, like, mm. and we'd had identical records with a team that won. So I think they just thought, we've got, I think they give the uh, the top the player of the season to the guy who was captain, like you, uh, and then thought, well, we've got to get Henry Summit. So they give me, uh, yeah, they give me most improved player. So it's funny that how football's loss is podcasting's gain, I guess. Uh, the sca- the scouting in uh, Ang- East Anglia and uh, the Northwest. Well, there's only one team, so I didn't stand a chance. There's about 50 in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, <so>. Including <laughs> including four of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's podcasting's gain. Fifth biggest club in the world is in East Anglia. <laughs> um, Miami, uh, they've made the playoffs finally. Um, there's Higuain's gone. There's rumours of Messi coming in, but is it a case of how did they, if Messi doesn't come, they've still got to replace Higuain? Is that how you look at them next year? Because based on the squad, I don't, I don't think that squad's getting in the playoffs again next year. The problem they've got is that Messi isn't a replacement on the field. Messi isn't a replacement for Higuain. We no, no. we know that. Um, he works harder though, still. Um, but I think. They do. They do need a replacement. Obviously, the roster restrictions are, are not going to be easy to to work around here. Um, I'm sure MLS will help them if it is messy. Fine, do what you got to do. Um, but I, I do think they're going to have to be clever in the way that they juggle again. Let's be honest. Um, their roster. But I think at the start of the season, as much as they hate Orlando, I think if the start of the season you said you're going to you're going to have an identical record to Orlando this year, they'd have gone okay. We'll probably make the playoffs. And I, I think making the playoffs is that first step. It is. Uh, we'll see next year. I forgot they've got Pozuelo, haven't they? Mm-hmm. He didn't hardly set things alight. But I mean, he's he's someone who who knows MLS. He can have a really good season. I haven't seen him necessarily have a great season through injuries and whatever since he won MVP. But he's still someone who can who can just yeah take them over the line a little bit. Whatever that line is, how far is it up? Is it playoffs? Is it tenth? Is it's... it uh, a home game in the playoffs? Is it Supporters Shield? We don't know. I find it strange because normally you'd, you'd struggle to adapt to the league and after three or four years, you'd really come good. He was so good initially yeah. at TFC. And, and I just think, he, how do they get get him back to that? You'd have to look at who was playing around him. Were there a couple of midfield anchors that were helping him play a freer role? Well, you know, we need to get him back to how he was playing there because he was playing with freedom and confidence and he was lethal. He was. Orlando City. Won US Open, which is your first silverware within MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, we made the playoffs. So a lot of people may look at that and go, solid season. You, on the other hand, you're not. No, I, the silverware is fantastic. And that's ultimately, you know, I, I with everything that, um, you know, the UK fans have gone through, the fans going to the stadium have gone through, um, the money that fans spend on the club, you know, that is, it's huge. It's a massive milestone. Something in the trophy cabinet, finally. Um, and and that is huge. Uh, but I, I just think, you know, we've discussed this. I think there's too many playoff spots. And just making the playoffs by finishing 13th, <laughs> it's an okay season. Well done, you made the playoffs. Good. Handshake, made the playoffs. Well done. But it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, speaking of wasn't good, let's go look at the teams who didn't make playoffs, starting yeah. with Columbus. The further uh, south we go, the more depressing <laughs> this is going to be. Yeah. Uh, but Columbus, though, um, 
they need a refresh, right? I know Caleb Porter's left, but in that new stadium, they just need a bit of a refresh because it's kind of gone stagnant the last few years. Yeah, after, after MLS Cup. Yeah, enough. and it's weird, isn't it? Because I, that you felt like they were in such a good place, and mm. I, you know, I liked the appointment of uh, Caleb Porter. I liked that he was going to bring uh, Darlington there, you know, and reunite him. And I just felt like it was all going to go so right, and it uh, spoiler that didn't. Um, but yeah, where where do you go now? Well, I think with Cucho, um there, he is someone who a full season with him, he's mm, gonna that's big. He's gonna get twenty goals next season. So naturally, that should push them up the table. But I mean, you look at Columbus, and it was too many goals conceded at the end of matches, and not quite. Well, that's the thing. Consistency. Cucho, great. Zellerian, great. But if you're gonna leak goals, mm. irrelevant, isn't it? I'm really fascinated to see who they end up with uh, with head coach, how, what, where they go, what mm. sort of football they're going to play because yeah. there is so much there at Columbus right now for them to be successful. But we'll, they, we'll wait and see what happens next year. Uh, Charlotte, solid first season in MLS, right? Absolutely. Really impressed. Um, could have been so much worse. Mm. Was worse for Austin last year, for example. Um, and so absolutely fair play overperformed overachieved with the roster as well a lot of players we didn't know no um a lot of players we expected them to sign and didn't happen i i think they've done fantastic really all things considered yeah um and i, I think a few if their away record was better they would have made playoffs but they're not a finished article yet charlotte there's still more to come more signings to come so i'm excited to see how they spend their uh, closed season uh, new england revolution lost a few players but ultimately disappointing isn't it yeah especially in contrast to the previous year isn't it yeah. uh, i know you've got the champions league but I'd... if the champions league's really gonna hurt teams that much you know we'll get onto the west but in and around New England Revolution, you'll also find a team called Seattle Sounders who, you know, have also got that Champions League excuse. If that's where Orlando are going to end up next year, I don't want it. No. And that, no, I'm just not a joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're looking for a season like NYCFC where you can recover from mm. Champions League. But uh, yeah, New England Revolution, I, for me, they need to replace Adam Buxer up front. They've not quite done that. And uh, I think after him and, and Turner left, it kind of... That's where, the, I don't know, he just felt after that it wasn't going to turn around for them. But, you know, they've got a head coach there who knows what he's doing. He's been there before, so I'm sure they're already planning their assault on next season. Uh, Atlanta United, um, a lot of change. Sorry. Can I just get some popcorn? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, on its way. <laughs> there's a lot of change happening at Atlanta. Uh, it was disrupted through injuries. It was disrupted through injuries, mm. but it's always going to be difficult. It, it, no, but, right, it was disrupted through injuries. However, you brought in the ultimate replacement. Dom did his bit in a small way. Um, and now uh, Josef Martinez looks like he's going. Dom, I'll tell you what Dom contributed. I meant to bring this up before. Yeah. He had the shot yeah. that brought the save of the year. Oh, We'll see. There you go. He's what a guy. Making an impact. What a guy. Uh, yeah, it, it's a big change at Atlanta. Martinez going. Obviously, Darren Hills has left for Newcastle. A lot of pressure on Bacanegra over close season. We need to... Uh, there's a lot of pressure on Pineda now. I think last season he had half a year, didn't he, going mm. into this season. And you kind of looked at it and thought, well, this is better than DeBoer and the, the other head coaches uh, they had just before it. Now you're looking going, okay, you've had a season, you didn't make playoffs. You weren't really close to it, you know, we, we were kind of within a shout, but not. So now it's like you need to get this close season right. 
you need to move the the club on and uh, I don't know I think there's a massive massive change needs to happen at Atlanta I don't see it happening uh, but we'll wait and see can I in all serious this is serious now can I just ask you to turn around for a second I know Miggy, I mean, Mi- Miggy. He's smashing it, isn't he, in the Premier League? How amazing is it seeing that he's finally hitting his potential in the Premier League? Yeah, no, that is good. He's, he scores every week, doesn't he, for Newcastle? That's why he does. Yeah. It's because well, Darren Eels is there. He, yeah. Whenever he's there, I know they're saying, oh, Eddie Howe and Kieran Trippier has helped him, but now it's Darren Eels. So. Martinez, gone? Yeah, uh, he's, he's the right time as well. Both teams need to, well... Both sides need to move on. I think Martinez, do I think he'll go to, I know they were talking about Charlotte, do I think he'll stay in MLS? I know he's very settled in I'd love him to stay in MLS. US. Yeah, I would actually, but um, I don't know. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see on that one. Uh, Chicago, good side, weren't they? But uh, better towards the end of the season. But too little, too late. And they've got a lot to build on now. Chicago are the car that the mechanic looks at for days, just like, oh, I can't. That you know that looks fine. That looks fine. No, no idea what's going on. No. Um, yeah, the players they've got are very. And like I said, towards the end of the season, they they started putting a few runs together. Mm. Start of the season, it was a very sandwich sort of season. Start of the season, they didn't concede a goal for a, well many goals at all, and then it's just the middle that that stopped them. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Chicago do. They they you know they they've gone big relatively, you know, with Shakiri and a few other the signs, Mueller. So do they build on that or do they just work with what they've got? In theory, what they've got should be fine. And so you kind of want to say consistency is the way to go. But that's a risk. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Toronto. Um, I think it's harsh to criticise Toronto because Bernadeschi and Insigne coming in, they're going to be much better next year. I think this season was just to get those guys in, get them settled, and then move on for next year, personally. I know we could have expected more from them. Imagine putting that on the season ticket advert. Well, yeah, obviously we couldn't. Just <laughs> come on down. We're just, to be honest, uh, we're just getting these guys settled in. Probably going to be awful. Um, but... see, see the guys who are going to be in the first 11 next year. Yeah. When we raise ticket prices. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I, I'd, I think... Did he, at the end of the defence let him down at the end of the season? You know, Bernadeschi scored a load of goals, didn't he? He signed his bit, but they, they then would lose, you know, 4-2 at home and stuff. I think, was it 4-2? That'd be, I think I think you're generous with Toronto because they weren't good last year either, remember? So no, they, they needed to start getting it right then. Start, start putting it right then, not sort of, oh, well, halfway through this year, we've got some players in. Yeah, I guess that. And sorry, I was thinking of the four three to Montreal, uh, the game. But the uh, yeah, but they have got those those two players are good players. So I I think if I was a Toronto fan, you put your head in the sand this season and last season and go, okay, I can see a way out, and next year will be much better. Speaking of a way out, DC United. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'll give him an F. <laughs> it's been a very poor season. Um, Rooney needs to. Rooney's got a big job there, a very big job. He took a, you know, he wanted to go to MLS. He wanted a job. He didn't want to just sit around in England waiting for a job in the Championship of the Premier League. Who knew staying at Derby would have been the better option? 
Yeah, but um, he's gone there. There's a lot of pressure on him now uh, to turn this around. But you look at the players they've got. I mean, Taxi Funtas is, yeah, okay. He's he's done quite well, actually, with the goals he scored. But he needs help. He's, Ravel Morrison could be that help. I think he's a very good player if he settles. But you also need other players. You need other players around them that are going to provide the chances for Funtas. And I just don't think they did that enough. 21 losses. That's very poor. Yeah, I was... Uh, you know, if Toronto are putting their head in the sand for this season, I don't know what DC are doing. One-way trip to, I don't know, Timbuktu, wherever you don't watch MLS. 34 games, mm-hmm. 7 wins, 21 losses. Yeah, and that's in a league of MLS where it's the, the parity is kind of similar, mm. much more than other leagues. So Not to, anymore. <laughs> no, to have that sort of season is, is, is poor. Yeah, DC, have, they've, it's a big moment for them now because if they turn it around next year, then they, they're the sort of team that could be going one way. But I know a few of the fans are a bit disgruntled. If it doesn't start well, it's going to be another poor season. And for a club like DC with a history, the football heritage, as Jose Mourinho says, uh, yeah, bottom uh, is not good enough for them. On to the West. Yeah, we've done LAFC. So Austin, and you know, I'll give you one last bit of credit for this season you said you were on the Austin train Austin would be uh, doing quite well this year you said that we had the best close season in terms of signings and they finished second in the West in the end and uh, well if it wasn't for a disappointing performance at LAFC they could have got to MLS Cup yeah I might be wrong 98% of the time but when I get it right (laughs) I'll never let you forget it Um, yeah massively improved hugely improved um always looked like they had potential whereas Cincinnati didn't that's mm. the difference um but yeah an incredible season bit of a gap to the top three if we're being honest if we if you look at the support shield put yeah. Montreal and Philly in there uh certainly a gap to LAFC but best of the rest absolutely yeah I, I don't know what it was with Austin because they were going so well it kind of for me it was as if they thought we've made playoffs now let's relax yeah. you know where the other three like Montreal in particular kind of thought you know, because LAFC in Philadelphia naturally were going for Sports of Shield, so they were still in the hunt for it. Montreal could have sat back. They could have thought, well, we're in the playoffs, but they didn't. They kept on going. Um, and yeah, the, for me, Austin didn't do it, but I guess Austin will then look and go, well, we got further than Montreal in the playoffs. So Austin only lost one more game than LA. It's interesting, that. Very interesting. They've got a lot going on for them at the moment. Yeah. The, the stadium... Uh, the players, everything looks great. So it's um, they've got to repeat it now and see if they can go one step further next year. Dallas surprised us a bit, didn't they? Uh, in a good way because it's nice to see the. You know, we got into MLS to see different teams up there each year. Did surprise us uh, seventh overall, and to be honest with you, not a huge amount of difference to their Texas rivals. Uh, no. You know, Austin only a few points ahead, and maybe didn't, maybe not getting or Dallas not getting the credit that they deserve. I don't think so. I think that's partly because of Jesus uh, Ferreira. I think everyone's looking at him. You know, you don't really look at Dallas as a team. You look at, oh, this young player of the year is going to go to the World Cup. How great is he? When they, you know, they, they've got 10 other players. So... Um, didn't learn say, from the Pepe debacle. No, he didn't. <laughs> but um, if you look at that Pepe uh, situation, if... For you, in whether Ferreira starts next year for Dallas, when I say starts, I don't mean he's going to be dropped, but stays. Uh, Does it depend on how he does in Qatar? I don't know, because I think we're we're in a weird phase with MLS at the minute where teams are desperate to get them out the door for money. Mm. Uh, And there will, let's be honest, there'll be offers. 
doesn't matter about there'll be offers now. Someone will be ready to pay now uh, and take that risk. Yeah. And MLS teams for, for one reason or another are desperate to get them out of the door. So yeah, you you have to feel like he's not going to be there. I mean, but what a, what a 12 months if they can sell Pepe and Ferreira. But for, where's the next one? Tell me who the next one is. Keep them coming, Dallas. Uh, LA Galaxy didn't need the decision day drama this year. They got into the playoffs and uh, put in a good bit of effort against LAFC. What a game that was. Last minute goal for LAFC got them through. Looking at next year, Chicharito, a full season of Ricky Pooge as well. I think, I know we say this every year. I'm bored of it. But Galaxy could be contenders next year with those two. If those two are fit for the full season. Love LA, I love LA Galaxy. I'm bored myself saying that, <laughs> uh, that, you know, this is their year. This is the time. There's a re- We've talked about the tiers. There's a really big midsection in mm. MLS. They are one of the better teams in it. Um, you know, but also in there, uh, you've got, you know, Minnesota, we're going to come on to even down to maybe Portland and Vancouver. I think yeah, yeah. It's, it's very close. And yeah. so best of the rest, you know, certainly, but you need, you need more, but I just feel like we're always waiting for more from LA Galaxy. Yeah, I think LA Galaxy's problem is always they they can get a really big win and then you know the week after they'll lose at home yeah. to Houston or or Vancouver or whoever. So they need to they need consistency, but it's a, it's better this year. They've improved on last year. That was the main thing. They'll hopefully look at what happened with LAFC and think, right, we need to book yeah. our ideas or we need to go for it now because these guys are celebrating on our patch. So uh, yeah, if if Chicharito and Ricky Pooch stay fit, if they perform next year, if they learn how to take penalties, then uh, I I fancy LA Galaxy to to make some waves. Uh, Nashville um, did okay in the end. They they lost to LA Galaxy in the playoffs. Um, they'll have more of a settled season next year. Now they're in the stadium as well. So I think they've done okay based on all that. And obviously they've got Hani Mukhtar who was MVP in the end. Yeah, I got an MVP, got a couple of seasons behind them where they haven't been playing in their own stadium and have still delivered. Mm-hmm. So they're consist- their levels are consistent. Opportunity next year to really build on it. I, and I think they, ha- they have to. They have to go after it. They have to be aggressive in, in the transfer market. They have to, um, you know, pay the man in terms of Mukhtar. And I think they give themselves a massive chance. Yeah, this year they only conceded 41, which for MLS is quite solid. Yeah. And with Mukhtar up there as well. Zimmerman, isn't it? Yeah, you've you've kind of got both bases covered. And that's the recipe for success. You look at Philadelphia this year. And I know that was a very extreme sort of situation, scoring 70 on and conceding 26. In MLS, that's kind of not heard of. Maybe scoring is. But uh, yeah, if Nashville can uh, just do a little bit better, I think they'll, yeah, they'll, they're contenders. Are the days of all your attackers being the DPs? over do we look at Zimmerman and go yeah do you know what uh, he's been integral there uh, yes and no I think there's some teams that wouldn't they wouldn't suit that defensive sort of play I do think Galaxy don't, don't suit it they I knew need, you were going to say Galaxy they need their attackers to be DPs but for clubs like Nashville yeah you know I, I, with respect to Nashville I mean it's a great city I've never been but it's, I, my mum has and she said it's a great city um, it's the only recommendation we need <laughs> but if you've got players coming on from Europe they're probably going to go to LA so for Nashville you need to think a bit differently and I like the way they think about it I like the way that they brought Zimmerman in early on and went right we're going to build a team around you at the back and then Mukhtar has just added to it so solid foundation yeah exactly uh, Minnesota um, they never really felt like they got going did they they made the playoffs but by the skin of the teeth 
I think the fact that we're we're looking at uh, Minnesota as having maybe a, you know a disappointing season says a lot for how well they've been uh, they've done in the past. Um, you know, always seem to be there in and around. Uh, same as Nashville, come into the league, done well, been mm. been in or, in and around the playoffs. So I think it just speaks for the levels that they've hit previously. Um, do I think they'll do better next year? I think it depends on what they can do in the winter. Yeah, I think Reynoso is going to be massive for him as, as well. But we kind of need the rest of the team to step up a bit. Uh, RSL uh, made playoffs again. Unlucky against Austin. We've got to say that. They, they really know how to dig deep for each other in the playoffs. And uh, if it wasn't for a very dodgy penalty decision right at the end of that game, they probably would have gone through. But there's a lot of... You're looking at RSL at the moment, and I think they're a sort of side where there's a new stadium sponsor. They've been taken over. There's a, a rumoured new badge as well, which I know you'd enjoy. <laughs> uh, could this be the start of a new era at RSL? Well, they basically won as many as they drew, and they drew as many as they lost. So, uh, you know, it was a very up-and-down season for RSL. Any investment is good investment, mm-hmm. and that's only going to tip the scales in their favour, unless you get it massively wrong. So you have to feel like next year is, you know, they can build on this with, you know, the, with everything you just mentioned. You know, couple more wins. Just look at what a couple more wins would have done for them, and mm-hmm. and I think it, it changes the whole perception of their season because it was so tight. You know, we're we're grading these teams on their you know league position. We're going through in in order of their league position, but. <laughs> It's so tight on the points. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people were looking at RSL at the start of the year, saw that Rusnak left, and were thinking it might be a bit of a struggle this year. But no, they made playoffs again. You um, share a birthday with... I do, Albert Rusnak. Mm, yeah, I should birthday. mention that more. Yeah, I should do, actually. Uh, I'll mention it again next start of next year and then the 7th of July. Um, Portland, they were always around mid-table, weren't they? And we always thought they'll be okay. They'll, they'll get a few wins towards the end and get over the line. And they didn't do... Hosted MLS Cup last year. Yeah. Finished 15th this year. Case of the NE Revs. This it's, season. Yeah. Uh, and if Seattle didn't finish 21st, I'd really be having a go at them. Uh, but it's, it is disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, Portland are one of those sides that you you always expect a bit more from. You know, we, we've seen them do very well in recent years. And, I mean, they, they've also had a few seasons where they haven't. So they are... Or kind of up and down, but um, still, you looked at them this season with a the squad they've got as well, and you just thought, I, I don't know, I expected them to be in playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I trust with the head coach, I trust with what they've done previously that they'll 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 do a few trades and get a few in and uh, and build and try and get in playoffs next year. But yeah, this year, I don't know, I'd be very disappointed if it was a Portland fan. And like you said, if it wasn't for Seattle not doing very well in the league, which we'll get onto, uh, kind of how we judge their season in a moment maybe um, that's a bit of light relief for them. Uh, but before we talk about Seattle, we've got to talk about Vancouver. Um, they were around a line again. They didn't quite manage to get over. Uh, Ryan Gold, Julian Gressel, solid MLS players. Um, are, they, are they one or two players off getting over the line and being, or do you still see them as being, no, they're just going to be Vancouver who always finish about eight for nine? Yeah, it's a, they're a difficult one. And I, and I think at the start of the season, if you said, oh, well, you're going to finish uh, 13 points off Austin, you'd be really worried. Mm. But then you're also going to finish ahead of New England Revolution. You're going to finish ahead of Seattle. You're only going to be three points off Portland, I believe. Like, you know, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, well, what is going then. on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I do think it's been a bit of a strange season overall in the West. Um, 
just you feel like this might have been their chance because yeah. if these other teams are going to have a bit of a dip, this was their time to shine. And you think next year if Seattle come back, if Portland come back, um, in terms of the supporter shield, New England Revolution are going to be back. So Columbus looking to be reinvented. It's going to be hard again. It is, yeah. I think Vancouver should really look at the likes of RSL and see what yeah. they're doing, see how they're consistently just getting over the line because RSL don't have any superstars either. Uh, Lucas Cavallini had his best season for him, so uh, it's not out of the question that they're getting playoffs next year. But, um, yeah, they, they, I don't know. They, they might be a bit disappointed that they didn't make it in the end, but they got close. They got close. They were one game away, weren't they, with that Minnesota game on decision day. Uh, Colorado did so well last year it was always going to be difficult to follow it up but uh, they couldn't quite do it in the end yeah I mean uh, they've had better seasons hashtag game with a change in name there's your clue um, 43 points still ahead of Seattle they're in that uh, you know taking that positive but that isn't a um, bit of a, an anomaly um, yeah and another team that you kind of think they were starting to come good in previous years yeah. and now really disappointing yeah, it is. Uh, they'll be looking for next season, another season like 2021 uh, rather than this year. But again, they just didn't quite get going in the end. Uh, Seattle, right. So Seattle missed out on the playoffs for the first time um, in a long, long time, uh, but won the Champions League. So that, for me, it just seemed like it was this season. They were like, we want to win the Champions League and everything else has come second nature. Because the league, I know they did a bit better in the second half and they put up a bit of a fight. But It's weird though, isn't it? Because... You want to win the Champions... Right, if Orlando said, right, first 10, 15 games, we're going to lose every single game and we're going to go and win the Champions League, I'd shake your hand and go, thank you very much. Yeah. But there's, I don't really then understand how they haven't recovered even remotely. You know, Champions League was a long time ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think at the start of the season, you sort of think, well, fair enough, you want to concentrate on the Champions League. But it was so long ago. And they just never really put a run together you know and with nycfc finishing fifth i just i don't know i i feel like they've they've kind of rested on their laurels a little bit yeah um you know i think they didn't really change many of the players that they? they brought rusnak in and for same birthday as me and uh one or two others and they got some long-term injuries back but yeah it just it, i don't know it just over the course of the mls season and this is what I find so interesting is that they, they did so well in the Champions League. You know, they, they are the best in that uh, continent right now. But in MLS, they finished, what, 10th, 11th? Yeah. So it's, it's and they didn't come back and no, no one was running scared of them as the Champions League winners. You know, Liverpool, Man City, uh, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich come to town, Dortmund. You're like, oh my goodness me, we're going to get a hide in here. Seattle, Champions League winners. And they come to town and you go, probably beat them. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're going to be in the World Club Championship, uh, so that's coming up. So I'm really excited to see what happens. I don't actually know when that is, to be honest, no, because of the World Cup. So uh, it's coming. And um, yeah, I mean, it, again, this it might be towards the end of the season where suddenly we, um, you know, it's it might suit Seattle. They might have played a few games then, but it's probably going to be in a closed season. So... Uh, whether we see the dream match of Real Madrid versus Seattle, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll be looking for much better next year in the uh, well in the MLS anyway. Uh, SKC injuries hampered hampered them a bit, didn't they? I mean, they had a few a good good end to the season. They're looking to build on that, but overall, they'll always be disappointed when we don't make playoffs. It's hard with the roster rules, but you need strength in depth. 
Mm. And, you know, Atlanta suffered, uh, can, you know, SKC suffered, and they ended up finishing on the same points, funnily enough. Um, but, you know, the this is the reason why RSL and Minnesota and... Uh, Vancouver should have done better because all these teams, you know, teams like SKC being right down there with Seattle at the bottom has, has given everyone a huge opportunity. And I think there's some teams will be frustrated. They didn't take that chance. SKC are one of the ones you do expect to, to come back swinging though. Yeah. Lost one in eight in the last uh, part of the season. I think for me, that Sacramento US Open Cup defeat will really hurt them. I think for me, looking on the outside, US Open was a bit of a, a relief for him. It was like, right, okay, that can save a poor season. And then they go, and Sacramento did very well to get to the final in the end. But for MLS teams, you are looking at, you looked at and thought, yeah, we need to win that game. And it's a, an easier route to the um, to US Open. And it, it didn't quite happen. Uh, Houston, um, same old story for Houston, really, isn't it? Just at the bottom of the West of... Sebastian Ferreira did well at the end. Um, he's someone who wants to build on for next season. Hector Herrera's there now, but overall, just disappointing again. 18 losses, you know, same as Toronto, who you know we, we said were extremely poor. Um, well, I said were extremely poor. You stuck up for them. Uh, DC with 21 losses. You know, it's Houston almost coming for their uh, coming for their record. Uh, it's. I don't know what this. I don't know the solution for Houston. You know, it changed everything over yeah. the years that we've watched them, including the badge, and it's just, it's not happened. No, and I'm, I'm with you. I just, I don't know where they go. Where, where did Houston go? Something's going to happen at some point, and they will click, and they will go up the league. But right now, I get you. I know Herrera was injured for a bit at the end of the season, but when he was playing, they weren't really winning. So go back to the Wilmer Cabrera days. They're, they're no better. No. You know, you almost think, right, okay, stop changing everything and just give it a few years because you can't get worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, anyway, let's move on to the final team in uh, in this little season review that we've got of 2022. San Jose finished bottom of the West. And to be honest, when you compare them to Houston, for me, well, you've got Luchi Gonzalez going in after the World Cup. Ibobisi had a very good season. There's more reasons for optimism at San Jose. It might be small optimism, mm. but there's more reasons for optimism than at Houston. Change the coach, they said. That'll fix it. It might do. <laughs> um, yeah, there is there is a little bit of a little bit of optimism, I think, because they've had spells. Whereas with Houston, you'd sort of think, I can't, I can't see it can't see it happening because they've tried everything i think uh with san jose they've you know they've had spells they've shown some encouragement so it's about building on that but i i think they need to drill down into to where it's going wrong and i don't think they really know yet no i'd agree with that i think um yeah there's uh, san jose obviously the poor relation in in california but um they are one of those sides that realistically, what are they aiming for? Are they aiming to try and break into that middle bracket that you were talking about getting the playoffs? Um, but I don't know. I think it's, yeah, there is slight optimism in that. luchi has got a big job on his hands to try and push them uh, to, you know, to push on. But it's just, again, it's not quite happening for him in recent years. Well, there you go. There's our season review. Do you agree with what we've said? Are you fuming with us because you think we're wrong about your team? Um, maybe you're thinking, yeah, actually, I think you might be on something there. Uh, let us know at MLS UK show on Twitter and Instagram and follow us on TikTok. As Henry was saying, we're on there now.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Right, so before we go and leave this season of MLS, we've got a few more things to do. We're going to play a game, one of your games, in just a moment. But first, we need to pay tribute to a man who has been... Well, we we, we always get tweets about him whenever he's commentating off uh, anyone who lives in the States. It's Ray Hudson. What a guy. What a commentator. Ooh. And uh, with uh, us now being on Apple for MLS, I don't know what the deal is with Ray Hudson. I know he's going to stick in. Sign uh, him up. Yeah, I know. Sign him up. He's going to be in the States doing Champions League stuff still. Whether he'll still be doing MLS stuff, he's been doing Inter-Miami stuff for the last few years. I'm not quite sure. But if this is the end of Ray Hudson, we want to celebrate him. And I've been listening back to uh, some uh, Inter-Miami commentary for this season. And I've chosen my top 10 Ray Hudson quotes. So we're going to play them out now. So, uh, Elliot. can tell you used to produce a chart show. At number 10, <laughs> here is the best of Ray Hudson 2022. Cool as a bomb disposal expert here. At number 10, cool as a bomb disposal expert. Uh, probably about a, uh, a one-on-one that he managed to uh, go around the keeper and put in. Something like that. Oh, knowing Ray, it could be anything. What's number nine? And then, in a blink of a bee's eye... Yori Arena, it is, who strikes it home. In the blink of a bee's eye, which I don't know whether that's really quick, really slow, really fast, to short, I don't know. but He's buzzing anyway. What's number eight? To Yori here, he takes everything into account and absolutely sends this home with two dozen roses tied around his right foot. It's beautifully placed and it's placed where the spiders live. Right in the corner. Spiders like roses? Hey, spiders like anything when Yardy Rain is scoring. <laughs> uh, right, what's the next one? Slicker than a smash banana on a tiled floor here. Slicker than a smash banana on a tiled floor. Oh, Ray. I love him. What's the next one? It's hotter than the hinges on Hell's Gate. Hotter than the hinges on Hell's Gate, which would be very hot. That would be hot. They might need some WD-40, actually, after You'd all. need someone who is as cool as a bomb disposal expert for that one. Mm. Uh, right, we're getting into the top five now. What's number five? Because they had been stretched out like spandex on Fort Lauderdale Beach. <laughs> have you ever been one. stretched out like spandex? Uh, no, and I've never been to Fort Lauderdale mm. Beach. I don't know if it's very popular, the spandex there. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, about Poppy, is she ever... Nah, anyway, uh, on. next one. Number four. Acosta this time with a pass... That would make an onion cry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Have I heard that one before? No, you've not. That's a that new one. brilliant. <laughs> Pasta, they're making Onion cry. Uh, right, we're in the top three. Number three. Heels are weird like tissue on a toilet roll. <laughs> These are all new ones. These. Um, I think because we have done, we've not done this for a while, but we have done, I think, a few of those we've already heard. So these are brand new ones. I love him. Number two. Dangerous than a sun lamp to an albino. <laughs> dangerous, as dangerous to a sun lamp as <laughs> a sun lamp to an albino. Uh, right. So what's number one now? I think this is my favourite because the gap in the middle. This Here is we the go. Best Num- of Ray Hudson. Number please. one in the Ray of Sunshine top 10. Drake Callender's got to be a kangaroo on a trampoline here. <laughs> we got there in the end. He was thinking in his words, like, in his, like oh, what can it Space I hopper? No. no. A pogo stick? No. Trampoline. trampoline. There we go. There's the Ray of Sunshine, the best of Ray Hudson 2022. I really hope that Ray takes on some sort of a role with Apple. Sign him up. Yeah, and we get more of Ray Hudson in 2023. But if that's it, then Ray... I don't think he watches this, to be honest. But, Ray, if you do, thank you for giving us so much joy over the last few years. Uh, and I'm sure into Miami and MLS fans appreciate it as well. Apple, sign him up. Uh, right, for the last time this season, Elliot, we need one of your games. Yeah, and I've chosen my favourite one of the year. Oh, go on. And it was called, see if you can remember what it is, Read My Lips. Oh, not this one. I ended up shouting down the microphone. Um, yeah, so basically what I've, my memory of this one is, I've got to play something through my laptop into my head, uh, so I can't hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Then you, I've got to answer the questions you ask me, but based on what I think you're saying. That's right. Have you chosen what you're going to listen to? Yes, in tribute to our new MLS Cup champions, I'm going to listen to California Love by Tupac. Oh, California Love. That's the one. Tell me when to start it. I wonder uh, if it'll cut it. You can hear it through the, the headphones. Yeah, the microphone. Go on, you start it. Can you hear it? Yeah, we can hear it. We can hear it. Um, Okay, so I am going to say a phrase or a couple of words to do with MLS in 2022, uh, mainly the last couple of weeks. And Henry is going to try and read my lips and read back to me what I say. Ready? Okay. Number one. Messi, the DP. Okay, I'm going to try not to shout this time, but what? say that again. Messi, the DP. Not a clue. I'm just going to say... Uh, Don Garber. <laughs> Number two. The latest goal in MLS history. Did you say history at the end? The the best MLS Cup, uh, the best MLS Cup final in history. That was when Atlanta won it, definitely. Number three, East versus West. Uh, did you say whiz at the end? <laughs> when was the last time I took a whiz? Uh, about two hours ago. You can just hear Dr. Dre in the background. Uh, number four, Apple TV. Apple TV? Yes. And number five, Wales Golf MLS Cup. Where do the spiders live? In the top <laughs> corner. <laughs> that would have been better. Uh, so how did it do? Uh, you got one. Oh, great.
great. Okay. Um, I Where mean, the spiders live was a good shout. Okay. Okay. Uh, this again, as I said last time, it doesn't mean anything to me yet, but when I edit it later, I'll be able to actually hear what my answers. It'll all come together. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I've enjoyed your games this year. We'll have to. You've got you've got the close season now in the World Cup to, uh, to come up with twenty up. more. Yeah. Um, right. Well, that's it for this season of the MLS UK show. Uh, thanks very much for everyone who has uh, watched on YouTube or listened on your podcast provider, left us a rating, commented, tweeted us, and all of that stuff. Um, we have got some exciting news though, because this isn't quite it for the MLS UK show in twenty twenty two. We will be doing some special episodes. During the World Cup, we couldn't let this go, could we? We couldn't let the MLS... England, uh, USA, Canada, England. Yeah, all the MLS links, we couldn't let it go. So we will be doing some episodes, more like reaction episodes. We'll be uh, jumping on Zoom a few times uh, with each other after the big matches and we'll be discussing them, plus what's going on uh, with uh, with the World Cup. And if there's any MLS news as well, we'll cover that as well. And there's going to be a moment where one of England, USA and Canada are knocked out. Yeah, inevitably, because they all can't win it. Yeah. We'd love it to happen, but it can't happen, so... Bring it on. Uh, game with a change of name? Yes, let's round it off. And you know what? I know why you laughed before when I... Because when you hinted during this... I did tell you what, give us his, uh, give us his career path and I'll, I'll explain my answer. So this is an MLS Cup winner. Uh, and they started their career, a uh, uh, youth career at Arsenal. They played for Fulham as well. Uh, Colchester United, Enfield, Wickham Wanderers, Welling United, Barnet and Aylesbury United. That's 211 career appearances in midfield uh, from Harlow in England uh, and went on to win MLS Cup. Well, you see, I said before, I said, oh, well, I'm thinking of Nick Cushing and Gary Smith and you sort of laughed at the camera and I thought, hmm. That's suspicious. And then during our uh, talk, our season review, you said about Colorado and MLS Cup. And I seem to remember that Colorado have won MLS Cup before, as we all know. And their head coach was someone who we all know about. And he's actually someone who I mentioned it was Gary Smith, wasn't it? Yeah, and you said he's never won MLS Cup. (laughs) I forgot all about it. But then you doing that, I thought, yes, he, he was him. So, yeah. And, and... The the house opposite at me, yeah, out there, they own their family owns a garden centre. Wow, this is a tedious link. And oh, when I was on a dog walk with them the other day, <laughs> yeah, they said, "Oh, um, one of the MLS managers' mums came into the garden centre the other day, and it was Gary Smith, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith." Wow. Okay. Um, you need to get well, more that's what they said anyway. I wasn't there. Yeah, you need to get more information. So, like, oh, he's, he's the coach of Nashville, and I was like, Gary Smith. Yeah, Na- Nashville fans want to know what's Gary Smith's mum buying from a garden centre. Mm. Yeah, front garden looks lovely. Uh, right don't forget if you have listened to this and enjoyed it uh, then please leave us a rating on your podcast provider but Elliot for one more season we're locked in there's one rule and one rule only five stars only LA Galaxy style Uh, if you're on YouTube don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast I had a look we have got uh, I think it's about four no no we've got about 60% of you uh, watch this and don't subscribe. So please, can you start subscribing? We'd really appreciate that. Uh, and click the notification bell as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back for some World Cup episodes very soon. Don't feel bad. I'm not subscribed. Um, thank you very much for watching this year. Have a great winter. Enjoy the World Cup. We'll talk to you during. See ya. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.